Ladies and gentlemen, welcome the Fresh Drunk Stone Tour. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Fresh Drunk Stone podcast right here on CannabisRadio.com. It's me, Ricky B. Follow me on all social media at It's Me, Ricky B. Alongside my good friend and co-host, Matt. Follow him at Matt Bellick. And uh, the Fresh Drunk Stone Tour has been out and about for a little while. And I uh, was just in San Jose last night. And uh, I saw the uh, the videos and stuff of, uh, of you guys posting. It looks like it was a packed house. Yeah, man. it's That's a fun venue because it, it it's an old theater. So uh, it, it's the San Jose Improv. But it used to be just – it's called the Jose Theater. and It's uh, a weird name. Yeah, you know. It just sounds like some guy named Jose who owns yeah, it or something like, like that. Like, Jose's Theater. Is Jose's Theater Holmes? But no, it's just... Uh, <laughs> Ten seconds in, already racist. What? No, that's... <laughs> I met the guy last night. It's exactly what he sounds like. So, <laughs> Did he sell you yeah. a banana? Yeah, no, it was oranges. But ah, he... Uh, <clears throat> no, but it, was, it used to be called the Jose Theater. It's old, man. It's like 100 years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's still pretty beautiful and such. And... Yeah, so, but this time we, we had it all the way packed. Uh, I think there was like 10 open seats in the whole place. So wow. it was, uh, can't technically say sold out, but, you know, it was, it was busy. It's sold out on, uh, in your minds. Yeah, and in my butt. So it oh. it was, yeah, well, okay. everything's always, butt's always sold out. So we, <laughs> standing room only in there, you know. It all right. Good, it was a good theater. The thing was, dude, we just had to do so much driving recently. Um, I just, I'm really getting sick of like little road trips. Really? I, well, we drove, so we stayed in uh, Klamath Falls, Oregon the night before because we were in Spokane on Tuesday. So we had to go to San Jose on Thursday. So I guess midway was Klamath Falls, Oregon, which if you've never been. Uh, oh, Lord, that sounds horrendous. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's. I mean, it's a. T- it's a tiny little town, but it is. It's beautiful out there. <laughs> Klamath Falls. Klamath Falls. Yeah. Klamath Falls. <laughs> and then, like, I, I. Yeah. The name of the town is literally Klamath Falls, and then it has parentheses, and it has banjo noise. That's the, that's the name of the town, buddy. You have to say parentheses banjo noise. Any any radio station you turn on, you just immediately hear Deliverance. It was. Uh, it was a. It was a quaint little mountain town. Uh. But yeah, we just crashed there for the night, and then we got up. So we drive like seven hours, pull into San Jose, mm-hmm. do do the show, shake some hands, kiss some babies, uh, and then we hit the road at like ten thirty, and got into L.A. at like four a.m. last night, four thirty. It was crazy. It's just a lot of driving. But anyway, what's been new with you, my friend? Nothing. I have been the probably the most boring person on the entire planet recently. I've just been working so much. I really haven't had time to do anything, and I'm broke as fuck, so I can't do anything anyways. You know, I, I, was, I, I was out there driving in the mountains for this last week. and uh, Jesus Christ. If you become philosophical on us, I'm quitting this fucking podcast. Well, well, it really made me think. It's like, why are we even, why are we even working? Why are we living Yeah, coming homes? from the guy who makes all of his money telling fucking jokes on stage, okay? Try sitting in an office for fucking you know, six hours, seven hours a day. Let's do it, Ricky. Let's go into the wild, baby. <laughs> what do you mean go into the wild? Into I, the I wild. Have a wife and I have fucking bills and shit to pay. Leave her. You won't miss her. We'll be in the <laughs> wilderness, dude. <laughs> she listens to this. It'll be you and me catching 
critters making pelts, brother? Oh my god, you want to be deliverance is what you're saying. We'll be river people, bro. <laughs> minus the minus the anal rape. Um yeah, no, no, no. I'm not I don't want to do any of that. I don't even own a ball gag. So <laughs> Yo, so oh, it's so funny you bring that up because uh, you know you know how I've been like really into like watching shows that have been off the air for a long time. Whoa, um, whoa, whoa! Speaking of ball gags, you know what I've been into lately? <laughs> watching. <laughs> yeah. I know it sounds really funny, um, but uh, but so I I watched all of Entourage, which you have not watched uh, all of Entourage. It's a fucking phenomenal show. I watched bits and pieces when it was out, but I watched the full thing like front to back. Fucking great show. Highly recommend. It's on Amazon Prime right now. But I started watching Mr. Robot. Have you watched this show? What? Who's in that? That's uh, to be- Remy Malik, the guy who played um, ah, the, the Freddie Queen Mercury. Guy. Yeah. So this show is like, I, it's about a, a hacker or whatever like that. But it is. it was on USA. It is so fucked up. And there's a part where this guy ties down his pregnant wife and ball gags her. Whoa. And I'm like, this was on USA? This was a television show that was on uh, a cable network? Uh, it blows my mind how much this I mean, show is just so bizarre to the point where I'm not totally <clears throat> sure what I'm watching anymore. I don't know if I even like the show, but it yeah. just goes to so many fucking weird twists and turns. I mean, how can you a- turn that off? That's a pretty sexy scene for a you know network television show. It is a pregnant Russian woman wow. being tied down and ball gagged. Oh, I'm getting I'm getting into it. <laughs> it's fucking <laughs> weird. It's very weird. Uh, I have not gotten through it. I don't think I'm going to get through all four seasons. The episodes are an hour long. They feel like they're four hours long. It's like watching Endgame over and over and over and over again. It drags out so much, but for some reason, can't turn it off. It's, it's hey, wh- what is what does Rami Malek look like with normal teeth? You know, he's a very unfortunate looking human being. I will tell you that. And, sure. and me and Kim finally, the other day, watched Bohemian Rhapsody. Have you seen this movie? I thought it was good. I didn't like it. Come on. I swear. I, I mean, I'm super into biopics. I love, I love musical biopics and everything like that. I personally thought that, and I mean, maybe this is just because I didn't really know Freddie Mercury that much. I thought that, that Rami Malek he may have done him straight to the T, but he seemed like he was severely overacting. Well, I just thought it was a fun movie. All right. See, it was okay. It was okay. There was, there's definitely like, it doesn't compare to like Ray or walk the line. Like not, not even anywhere fucking close. Um, walk the line was really good. Uh, I didn't see Ray. Uh, Ray is a masterpiece. Ray didn't see Ray. How am I supposed to watch Ray? Come on. Uh, <clears throat> um, well, he died before it came out. So, well, he's also blind. So, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I thought it was I thought it was fun. I thought I thought the Queen movie I thought Bohemian Rhapsody was fun. See, you gotta start you, you, you watch movies with your brain. You gotta start watching with your dick, bro. It was a fun movie. What do you think I was gonna fuck Re- Freddie, Freddie Mercury after that? Like I mean how would I watch that movie with my dick? Not like your sexual dick. I mean like you know, like you watch it with your dick and balls. You just watch it for fun. I can't do that though. I mean everything I have to overanalyze everything. That's why I have Kim. Because Kim Kim watches it without the overanalyzing brain, and then when she gives me her account of it, then I kind of understand. I'm like, all right, because I overanalyze everything. But we both came out of this movie going, she was. I watched like we watched the whole entire thing. She spent ninety percent of the time on the phone. She was bored as fuck during the whole entire movie. What? Yeah, she was bored. 
it draws I, I, out a lot. Like, there's a lot of drawn out shit. She's like, I thought this was about Queen, not just about Freddie Mercury. And I'm like, well, I mean, Freddie uh, Mercury was like that. That was like the the biggest story in Queen. Nobody gave a nobody gave a shit about the Brian Davis or whatever the guitar player's name or anything. Like I mean, that. The, the guy could shred though. But if you think about it, I mean, it's it's a biopic. I mean, most biopic like. When you were watched, like, like, Ray, I'm assuming it was mostly about Ray, right? Well, I mean, yeah, because he's a single artist. Uh, Walk the Line was about Johnny Cash as a single mm, artist. Yeah, you know, right. like Rocket Man we just saw, which was a phenomenal movie. Was uh, that good? It, it was looked re- weird. It was really, really good. It was weird. It reminds me a lot of what they did in, uh, in Bohemian Rhapsody, just uh, it, a lot more uh, gay sex. And um, they didn't really dip into the gay sex all that much. In uh, in Bohemian Rhapsody, I was kind of surprised about because a 2018 movie. I figured we'd go really heavy into it, um, but uh, but Rocket Man did, and I enjoyed Rocket Man very much. Not because of the gay sex, but I enjoyed Rocket Man very much, and I did not think that uh, that Bohemian Rhapsody was all that great. <laughs> because of the gay. All right, listen. Not because of the gay sex. No, not because of the gay sex. Who knows? Let me ask you a question. I know. I know. What do you mean? Who knows? I know. Yeah. Yeah. You know. It's like it's like that Rorschach thing. You don't really know why you like it. You don't know what you're seeing. <laughs> what um, <clears throat> did Bohemian Rhapsody win any awards? Um, I think Robbie Malik was actually uh, nominated for like best actor for it. I mean, I, I don't really know. I didn't really pay attention. If there, I'm, I think you're honest on that. I think if there was more gay sex, it would have won some awards. Like everyone would have been like, "This is this is good." If Taron Egerton wins Best Actor for portraying Elton John, then that's exactly what the producers are going to be like. Why did we cut out all that gay sex? Is Elton John a top or a bottom? Oh, I don't remember. I wasn't. I wasn't paying attention. To that it's the first thing I noticed when I see a gay sex scene. <laughs> yes. Who's on top? Who's on bottom? Come on. Oh my lord! Uh, no, I I didn't pay attention. I just saw. Um, might have been a bottom. I'm starting to kind of recollect it now. But it's Elton John, he's in a gay sex scene. You're not noticing if he's on top or bottom. I really wasn't noticing. It was Taron Egerton, and I was like, Kingsman. I don't want to see him getting fucked in the butt. It's not really so bottom. I'm thinking so now. Now that I'm starting to come back to me, but I don't want it to come back to me because I still want to think of Taron Egerton as possibly being Wolverine. So I don't know if I want to see that yet. Well, first of all. Big shoes to follow. Hugh Jackman's the man. Second of all, I didn't know that. I didn't know that that guy, the Elton John, was the Kingsman guy. Yeah, Taron Egerton. Maybe in I don't know. What if they had like, what if in the Elton John movie he had some kind of like gay sex toy contraption like the umbrella in Kingsman, but like you know it's just like a dildo that's got crazy little buttons and knobs and contraptions in it. It's probably a deleted scene, honestly. That'd be good. Yeah, it's on. It's on the Blu-ray. You get the Blu-ray. Call it the, Cox- the-, the Coxman. <laughs> the Coxman. <laughs> They're doing another one of those, a prequel movie. Mm-hmm. They're doing all these movies where if they have two really successful movies, they have to do a prequel movie. Yeah, I don't know. I think, like, like we talked about, they're just... They're running out of ideas. Yeah, absolutely. They're running out of ideas. The, uh, the trailer for uh, Top Gun Maverick came out, and uh, it is uh, not exciting whatsoever. I like the original Top Gun. There, it's literally like if you watch it, it's Tom Cruise uh, explaining why he's never moved up uh, in his rank and then just fighter pilots with – uh, Maverick on the side of the helmet. It's literally just jets the entire time. So uh, it was more of like an aerospace commercial than it was a uh, an actual uh, 
you know, trailer for the movie. I have no idea what actually fucking happens in this movie. So going back to my point, that's a movie that you're going to have to watch with your dick, not with your brain. <laughs> yeah, I, I probably will not go and see that movie. I really yeah. don't give a shit about Tom Cruise to begin with because um, he's kind of ruined everything that I've loved uh, for a long time. Is and, Tom Cruise gay? Well, I mean, that's what they say in the inner circles. Is, is Tom Cruise a human being? Well... I feel like he's like some kind of a weird thing. See, this is this is the part that scares me because once we get into uh, the Scientology bit, they're always listening. We haven't even at this moment of recording the show, it has not been on the internet, but I think they might have already heard us. The Scientology thing, and, and now that, first of all, that's how you think it works. They just, they just. I just think they're everywhere. They're they are Siri. Yeah, Sci and T. Um, what? Scientology. Oh, okay. They, I, they, so I live out here in, in California now, and there's, dude, there's like, I, like on Hollywood Boulevard, there's like an office for Scientology where you can walk in and they got the little machines and you can just get your little Thetan thing checked. And I want to do it so bad. I just don't want to like have like them having my information and all that shit. But like, I just wanted to see what, like, how ridiculous do you think it is in there? Uh, I mean, I think that's how you end up with the ball gag. Right. Yeah, that's, that's the one. Right. <laughs> One time you're, cause I mean like the, the way they test you to see if you're whatever the hell you are is like basically like you ever, you ever seen those, uh, those, those, uh, games where you like squeeze the hand and it tells you how much of a passionate lover you are. Yeah. Yeah. you squeeze the handle? It tells you how much money you have to give to Scientology. That's, that's, that's the thing, man. How would you, that's what's <laughs> such a weird one. Cause you're believing a, a religion that was invented by a guy who like drove a car. Um, you know I'm yeah. saying like you're believing a religion that was based on a fictitious book, right? Like, I mean, you, I guess, I guess a lot of people believe that too, but this was literally like Star Trek. Like it was written to be like a Star Trek. And then all of a sudden, boom. I, th- I think there's no way people are like, I mean, oh, wow. You, there's gotta be, there's gotta be some people that are like legitimately believe that, that it's real. Um, dude, the guy, like the guy who invented it. It, wasn't it wasn't it wasn't it invented like 1958 ah uh, let me look this up it, it's uh oh my god his name escapes me now um, george george rr uh, R. martin no it wasn't george rr R. martin no no <clears throat> uh damn it i i just had it too um scientology Gosh. who can google faster scientology l ron hubbard l ron l ron hubbard yes uh, he, I think he was the main guy. American, yeah. yeah Launched uh, May 1952 by American author L. Ron Hubbard. Also, that guy, uh, I, I also heard somewhere, I don't know if it's true, but he's written more science fiction than like anybody else in the world. Like he was just writing wacky do shit down. And then, but if you, I mean, here's the thing. Here's, here's what's great about humans, right? Mm-hmm. They'll just find any way to manipulate other humans how to give them money. Yeah. Like, like someone oh, like, yeah, this guy's a fucking psychopath. Yeah, uh, but, yeah. He's a he's an American author of science fiction and fantasy stories. There we go. He created the Church of Scientology in 1950. He authored the book Dianetics: The Modern Science of Mental Health, and established a series of organizations to promote Dianetics. Yeah. Do you know how much money they're bringing in? Oh my God! I mean, he put, puts Joel Osteen, makes Joel Osteen look like a beggar on the side of uh, on Sunset Boulevard. God, he's a piece of shit, too. Hey, 
Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA free and lead free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the US. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Register before May 1st for an early bird discount of 50% off now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Join us for the 2019 U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo August 3rd and 4th in Miami. Register now at usccexpo.com. Expo.com. The National Cannabis Industry Association's 6th Annual Cannabis Business Summit and Expo returns to San Jose, California's McInerney Convention Center July 22nd through the 24th. Register today at CannabisBusinessSummit.com and take part in the most influential, award-winning cannabis conference and trade show hosted by the cannabis industry's only national trade association. NCIA's Cannabis Business Summit and Expo offers attendees three days of engagement and interactive programs. Arrive early so you can participate in our pre-conference workshops and off-site tours. Join hundreds upon hundreds of exhibitors and thousands upon thousands of attendees at NCIA's 6th Annual Cannabis Business Summit and Expo, July 22nd to the 24th in San Jose, California. Register today at CannabisBusinessSummit.com. That's CannabisBusinessSummit.com. Hey, uh, I do want to ask you about this because um, because you were just talking about uh, you were doing the thing in San Jose and uh, all the comedy and stuff like that you do. So you know Dave Chappelle, his whole big thing with um, with phones at his shows. Yeah. Okay. So uh, is it is it as annoying as he's making it out to be? Yeah, I've done um, I've done shows where they had those bags, and it's it makes the show so much better. Yeah, people are just like, really into it. Yeah, it's um it's weird because like if I I don't know, it's weird like when you go to see a movie, you really pull your phone out. I think you just sit down and watch it the whole time. But like in comedy shows, not everybody, but there's a lot of people that just pull that phone out, man. And uh you know, you're just on it, you're just fucking around. It, but what are you uh, paying for? <clears throat> you're paying to go to this fucking show and then you're going to sit on your phone the entire time. Yeah, it's stupid. Somebody Okay, here's an example. I was in I was just in Spokane. I go on stage. I'm on stage for maybe 60 seconds, and there's a phone ringing. Woman, front row center, like as front row center as it gets. <laughs> the worst placement ever. Yeah, and the phone's ringing, and phone's ringing, phone's ringing, and she's just kind of like <clears throat> letting it ring, and like kind of like I see her hand f- shuffling in her purse a little, and I finally just go, "All right, wait, we got a phone thing here. What's going on?" And I thought she would like shut it down. Mm-hmm. She goes, and she is. I have it all recorded. She goes, "Oh, I'm sorry." So and she just she just fucking rolls up and she goes, "Hello," and she answers it. And uh, 
I, I just say to the crowd, I go, I didn't think she was going to answer that. And then everyone kind of <laughs> laughed. And, uh, and then she's like, she kind of like hurries off. She goes, okay, okay. Well, no, I'm a comedy show. Okay, okay. I'll call you. Yeah, I'll call you later. Okay. Okay, honey. Bye. And it hangs up. <laughs> and then I was like, everything all right? And she's like, oh, that was my brother. He lives in New Orleans. And I was like, okay. And she's like, no. <laughs> she goes, they had, they had a hurricane recently, so I'm just making sure he's okay. And I go, all right. I guess uh, <laughs> I guess I can understand that. And then she was like, okay. And like, I don't like to yell at people. Like, I'm not going to like be like, kick this bitch the fuck out. Yeah. Uh, so I just was like, all right, well, hopefully is he good? Like, what was his name? She's like, Bobby. I'm like, all right, good for Bobby. And then I just moved on. But uh, yeah, that w- it would have been much better if that Bob- didn't. Bobby never heard of motherfucking text messages. That's what I'm saying. But I don't know. It, it would have been better if that didn't happen because uh, – <laughs> Yeah, we could have locked up. I forget what the bags are called. They got a fucking little cool name, but. Yeah, I've uh, seen them before. Dave, I, I remember the first time I ever heard about them was was a Dave Chappelle concert. It was like all over the news that he had introduced this whole entire thing to be able to stop it. But he was just recently, he just did um, Broadway and he was at a club after and he started lecturing the club about getting off their phones as well. Saying, quote, people that make memories and party together stay together. Now, do you think he's taking this a little bit too over the top? The club should be off their phone? Or the people <laughs> yeah. at the club? The people at the club. The comedy audience? No, 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 no. He went to a club called Marquee after he's, his performance and started telling people on mic that they should get off their phones. Is this like a dance club? Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. I'm in a comedy club. Oh. No, no, not a comedy club. He gets on a mic at a, at a dance club. And he yep. goes, all of you should lock your phones up before you come into this dance club. Basically, get off your phones. Yeah, people that make memories and party together stay together. Listen, man. I, <laughs> on paper, yeah. I think everyone, I think we're all way too connected on the phones, and we should all take a step back. I'm on my phone all the time. Yeah, it's but terrible. you're doing work and stuff like that, too. I mean, you're always, like, contacting people. and. But it trains me. Like, if I'm watching TV, I'll just, I don't even know I'm doing it. Like I'll, all of a sudden, I'll just be like, oh, shit, I'm scrolling something. Like, I, I don't even know I'm actually pulling my phone out. I do it, like, second nature now. Um, so it's nice. It is nice sometimes. Like when I go to a movie or if I go to like a concert or a comedy show, my phone's away. Mm-hmm. Um, sporting event for the most part, I'll pull it out, you know, maybe halftime, whatever. But like, uh, it's nice that when you go to a live performance like that, you're, yeah, you just watch what you're doing. The thing is now it's like, if you go to a concert, if you half the people that have their phones are making videos and shit too. So it's like, you're kind of like not even watching the show right in front of you. You're just like living through a screen, you know, like it's weird. It's like but you're it, making your own biopic. Yeah, I don't know. It's, but again, I mean, I'm I'm being hypocrite here because I'm I'm that guy that's like making videos all the time, and I'm always on this thing. I love her. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure to tell Elena that. Um, hey, yeah, I just I just thought there was a bit much to go into the club and be like, y'all should get off your phones because you got to make memories, not text messages or Instagram posts or yeah, whatever. I, I mean, it's a little like chill out, I guess. Whatever. I mean, listen, dude, it's Dave Chappelle. He can do what he wants. I guess so. Yeah, I mean, he he lives he lives above most people when it comes to that kind of thing. You have to remember, famous people are more important than other people. Okay. Yeah. Have, so, have you have you met any uh, famous people being out in L.A.? Mm, no, not not like in, no not no just sightings or anything. No, no sightings. Yeah, uh, no. where, where the fuck do you live in L.A.? You never see anybody. I live in West Hollywood, man. I That's just, why I'm like, aren't you like in the hub of these jackasses? Yeah, I'm out there. I just I don't know. I haven't seen one yet. <laughs> They're like Pokemon, you know? You got to catch them all. Sure. 
Hey, speaking of like weird uh, phone stuff and, and, and I guess Facebook, like what do you see this whole face app thing where people are uh, getting old? Uh, yeah, it was a pretty big thing. I just saw that I saw an article. What was it? Yesterday that the Democratic Party was telling their uh, the the rest of the Democratic Party to stop using the face app. Yeah, well, apparently it's like a Russian app and they get your info. Well, here's the thing. What? <laughs> it is a Russian app, I guess. So there people are when you get face app and like you use these things, I guess there's a big thing where people are upset where uh because part of like the little disclaimer or whatever that you accept, the the terms mm-hmm. are that they have the rights to all those photos and can use them in any way. So like there's a way like technically like if you took a picture of it, like your picture could be used on like a billboard in Russia and you'd get no rights to it or anything like that. So it's like they own these oh. pictures and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Fuck. What's a fucking deep state bullshit. Here's the thing. Everyone's like, Oh no. Cause like, I saw all these different like articles and they're like, Oh, don't use the face app. Everyone's getting your information. Like it's true, but, I feel like they already have all that, like like Facebook and yeah, pretty much. Gave, you we already gave that shit up already. Yeah, like they Russia's got your your you know pictures of you jerking off and everybody. You know, it's it's fine. Like, what are you putting on Facebook, sir? Well, I'm saying like, I don't know, whatever, whatever, whatever they want to get from your phone, any video, any dude, they could they could like log in and just start recording. You. Yeah, are you are you taking pictures of you jerking off though, sir? You're starting oh. to scare me. LA has changed you. But do you know many you know do you know many videos there are of me like taking a shit and just like and then it's they turn the front camera on and I'm just like scrolling Instagram <laughs> while shitting. That's an embarrassing <laughs> video. They could blackmail me with that. Could they? Could they really blackmail you with that? No. No, no. There's no, <laughs> that that would mean that you have dignity, sir. You gave yeah. that up a long time ago when you started doing stand-up comedy. That's true. Yeah. I think it might have been before that as well. I was dropping some hot slop right before we did this pod. All right. All right. <laughs> We've only got a couple more minutes left. Um, I do want to talk about uh, a new podcast that I'm going to be doing. I thought it would be a really cool thing to kind of talk about this real quick. I'm going to start mm-hmm. doing this new podcast on Cannabis Radio. Um, it's going to be called My Green Radio, and I'm going to be talking to musicians, talking about their music and stuff like that, but also talking about the first time that they ever smoked weed, what was the reason behind it. Um, so you can be able to catch that. That's probably going to be dropping the first episode in September. I'm going to be doing a bunch of uh, episodes all together and then releasing them, uh, you know, one week after another for probably about like the, the month of September and then take a little break to be able to get some more interviews and stuff like that. But I thought it was an interesting question. What was the first time that you ever smoked weed and why did you do it? First time ever? Uh, sixth grade Brett Beckenhauer's house. No names. Uh, why? Just why not, man? <laughs> you um, living in living in the why not? I remember uh, I was yeah I was in middle school. I was in sixth grade, and Brett Beckenhauer uh, was like, "Hey, I got like some weed," and I was like, "All right." And he was like, uh, "Why don't you sleep over at my house Friday, and we'll smoke this weed?" And I'm like, "Okay." So I did a sleepover and. We smoked the weed and we went before we did that. We went to Walgreens. I'll never forget. And, uh, got a bunch of like candy. Cause like none of us had smoked weed before. So we just like, like running up pure stereotypes, which, which actually ended up working out. We're like, we're going to get the munchies and want candy, which we did. Yeah, exactly. Um, and a lot of people say you don't get high the first time you smoked weed. Um, Bullshit. I did. And we smoked it, dude. We smoked it off of a can. Oh, yeah. Not only do you get high, you get Alzheimer's. Yeah, Brett's brother had taught him how to modify a, you know, a little soda can into a pipe. So, and that's all we had. So we smoked that. 
And, but he had like a good little nugget, like some weed. And we smoked like, I, I remember we, we, we smoked like three bowls of it. Like, cause I, I, we didn't, like the first couple of hits, I didn't really know how and blah, blah, blah. But then I, I ended up getting like a lot of good hits in and uh, I got high as shit. I think the first time that we ever smoked together, we also <clears throat> smoked out of a can. I smoked, unfortunately. I smoked out of a lot of cans. A lot of cans. Smoked dude. out of an apple. You smoked out of an apple before? I have. I've smoked out of a jalapeno. <laughs> what the fuck? That's you not, smoked out of a jalapeno? Not even a joke, dude. Shout out to my <laughs> the man, the man, the myth, the legend, Ricky Cruz. We were at the Fort Lauderdale Improv. He's a funny comic down in Miami. Oh my god. We uh, we, were, we we had weed at the Improv. We we're doing a, we we're doing a show and like and uh, we didn't have. Uh, any any paraphernalia? We couldn't find any papers, so Ricky's like, "Fuck it, dude!" He's like, "There's a kitchen. I'll go find an apple or something like that." They've got no apples, no <laughs> potatoes, nothing. And Ricky finds this big fucking jalapeno. He goes, "This will work." And, that is uh, fucking incredible. It did. It made your lips tingle a little bit because there's like some of the capsaicin would get in your lips. But yeah. the thing was like we so we were passing it around like five of us, and like you know like when you like hit a bowl you get like that cash hit. Yeah. When you got the jalapeno hit at the end, oh, God. oh fuck, man. Made your asshole pucker up. Spicy. Like, your throat would be, like, all ting. Anyway, but, yeah, so that was fun. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, I smoked out of an apple, but never a jalapeno. We got to try that next time you're going to be coming down. When was the first time you smoked a weed? Uh, first time I smoked, I think I was a year out of high school. I didn't smoke at all during high school. Nerd alert. Yeah, I smoked because I had a toothache so bad. My buddy was like, yo, you should you, – I was like, I need to get some Advil. He goes, no, you should smoke this weed. And I was like, all right, and I did. I got fucking really high, and then I used it medicinally ever since. Well, that's what I kept telling myself. Sure, sure. I've, <laughs> it'll cure what else. Isn't it crazy? I don't know. The first time – I remember the first time I smoked weed, I remember just thinking, I'm like, I like this. This is yeah, good. Yeah, I like it. I have to, out, out of all the things that I've done, it's my favorite. Yeah, it's just like everything was goofy and yeah. we ate Starburst jelly beans. I remember that. I was just shoving handfuls. <laughs> Not much has changed. Now I'm 30 years old. I still get high. And <laughs> it's true. It's true. Of Starburst jelly beans. All right. That's it for us today. So uh, make sure you check back in for another episode next week. Follow Matt Bellick at Matt Bellick. Follow me at It's Me, Ricky B. Every episode on all streaming platforms and also on Cannabis Radio. And uh, that's about it. So Matt, say goodbye. Bye. <laughs> The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. 